This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Two Jersey Jays. I'm Jackie Goldschneider. I'm Jen Fessler. Hi guys. Hi. Okay. And Jen, I have a question for you. Yes. This term sounds Jump right kind of horrifying, but have you ever heard of invisible woman syndrome? I have heard of it, but even if I hadn't heard of it, I think I would be just the title alone would clue me in to what it means, but please. Well, invisible woman syndrome is a theory that when a woman reaches a certain age, usually when they go through menopause around age 50, the world stops seeing them. They become invisible. Um, They stop excelling at the things that society says women are made for, which is beauty and raising children. And they therefore become invisible in society in the workplace and in the media. And, you know, I, I have to say, I don't, I don't feel invisible, but I do feel at times like as I get older, I find it hard to figure out what my purpose is. When I was younger, I had all these big dreams and, and now as I'm approaching 50, it does feel like things are limited. Well, first, um, before I comment on invisible Woman syndrome. In case you guys haven't guessed, our episode today is about aging. And we're talking about specifically because we happen to be women, we're talking about women and aging. Although I'd like to throw in a few thoughts that we have on differences between men and women aging. But I relate to what you're describing. And I, the most relatable part of it for me is the idea that, um, women are not being looked at and in social situations, not so much in the workplace for me, but that feeling that I used to have where I was very noticeable, I guess, to men and to women. We are on reality television right now, so we do get noticed maybe in a different way. But let's say for me before Housewives, there is a difference now at age 55 than there was at age even 45 and 35. Um, And I don't know if it's partly in my own mind, or I just have become less relevant 
to society? Well, I do you know, feel like. I think, uh, can I just tell you this story? When I was in yeah. my 20s, I still, I remember this so distinctly. I was at, it was like not a club, but it was like a bar with music and everything. And there was this group of older women. And they, when I say older women, they were like in their late 40s, maybe early 50s. And they were at the same right. place as us. And the song, Who Let the Dogs Out, came on. And one of the women had a leash with her. Okay, I guess it was her favorite song or something. She had a leash and she was swinging the leash and dancing her ass off to Who Let the Dogs Out. And I turned to my friend and I said, if I'm doing that when I'm 50 years old, please kill me. And I'll always remember that because I almost felt like this woman was too old to be having this much fun. Like at that stage, calm the fuck down, sit down, like enjoy your grandchildren. Like I had all these distorted ideas of what life was supposed to be like. And I wonder now if when I go to, because I still love to have fun and I love to go out. And I wonder if 20 year olds or young 30s are looking at me and saying, wow, go home. Go home to your family and live appropriately. Well, and the, it bothers the, um, me so much that I thought that. The uh, Well, I want to delve into this later. But the good news about hitting middle age and getting older um, is that all of that doesn't matter as much as it used to. Like what people are thinking and what people are, how people are judging you. Uh, all of that starts to sort of fall under the category of who gives a shit. But we're ahead of ourselves a little bit. Let's talk about that later. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But I I don't know. I I feel like um, when I was younger, I really thought that 50 years old was old. Well, I mean, the Golden Girls, the Golden Girls that we watched, right, they were representing old women in a Florida, you know, over 50 community. And we watched them. And love them because they were older and yet they were still sassy. But I don't remember. I I remember reading something about like their actual ages that they were supposed to be. And I'm older than that, except for the mother. What was her name? Not Sophia. Not Sophia. Yes. I don't think, I think she was probably supposed to be a little bit older, but like absolutely right in that range. Alice on the Brady Bunch. I think they said she was 45. Right. And the way they did 10 years older than Alice. Right, but they were like so. So what? They were in their. They were supposed to be in their seventies, I guess. Right? I don't know. I don't know. That and it was, all they maybe. did was sit around and eat cheesecake and like do old lady things. And I feel like that's why. Maybe that's why well, we think about old getting older. Is not, but fifty is not what it was, right? Like I said, this my business is sort of based around loosely based around the idea of ageism. So my heels that I make are for women who have reach a certain age and can no longer wear heels and still want to feel sexy. But we say one of the things we talk about when we're promoting F major is that, you know, 50, this is not your mother's 50. And uh, my mother did not look like I do at 50. That is not, I'm not whatever, tooting my own horn, but she didn't have access to so much that we have access to now. So physically it's a different time, right? So we have access to everything from Botox to fillers to hair extensions and keratin and all the BS and surgeries and the acrylic, all things that really our mothers didn't have access to, personal trainers, different ways to exercise, 
So I don't think 50 looks like it used to look. Right. And, and I think that's a problem. So you take these women who, who people say defy age, right? Like Jennifer Lopez or Kate Beckinsale. Both, you know, Kate Beckinsale is 50, I think. Jennifer Lopez a few years past that. And they're freaking gorgeous. They, they look very young. And we do have access to all this stuff. So I feel like it's, it's almost like you fell apart if you don't do it, right? And that's oh, not true, but... I don't think that... I, I feel like... I think it's great that we have access to these things. Whether or not you decide to use them is, of course, your own decision. But I love that I don't look like my mother and my grandmother did at 50, that I have pools that they no, didn't I have. For better too. or for worse, I'm grateful for that. But unrealistic expectations now that come along with aging, I think they have... They're way bigger, those expectations, than they used to be. Like, you I don't mean, when really you get see a break. A woman, when you see a woman with, with enough money to, to get Botox, who chooses not to, don't you think to yourself, well, why would you walk around with all those lines on your face? Like Lisa Barlow, famously on uh, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, doesn't get Botox. She says she wants, she likes her face natural. And I always, I think she's stunning. But I always think, like, why wouldn't you get Botox? Well, you're asking the wrong girl. I've been getting Botox uh, <laughs> since Botox was a thing. So I, I can't really answer that question. I think, though, how glorious it must be to be a woman who is really is embracing age and doesn't give a shit. I'm not one of those women. But I do like um, Justine Bateman. So, right? So she's come out recently. Uh, she doesn't, looks like she doesn't wear makeup and she doesn't color her hair. And she is completely embrace that lot, Pamela Anderson. Like these are women that are saying, you know, fuck all of you. This is what 50 something or however the old they are looks like. I think I'm beautiful. That's all that matters. And God bless them. Fabulous news. Yeah, God news. bless them, but they get torn apart in the media. Well, not they, so much Pamela Anderson, but Justine Bateman, she got destroyed in the media. It made her more likable for me, even though I have- Yeah, I like I, her I'm not. I'm not that person. I have no interest in letting my hair grow go gray and letting my wrinkles get wrinklier. But I definitely felt uh, this affinity towards her. Like, cool, man, like, look at you doing you and not making yeah. excuses for it, right? You know how much time I would save if I just didn't give a shit about my looks? How much yeah. time? So this is, what, this is what Pam Anderson said on Today.com. She said, I'm much more comfortable in my own skin, but I'm also in an industry that really focuses on beauty. And I thought... I'm going to challenge beauty. I think challenging ourselves is what keeps us young and beautiful. And I think really genuinely, beauty does come from within and you don't have to play the game. So I love that. But then again, she is Pam Anderson and she looks like Pam Anderson. <laughs> so I mean, like right. maybe when you're Pam Anderson, you could do that. But when I wake up and I have no makeup on, I am not showing my face to the world. Um, but I do think that it is kind of like yesterday I heard um, this guy in his... Uh, I think he's in his early 30s and somebody asked him if he had a celebrity crush and he said it'll always be Jennifer Aniston. And I love that. And then he followed it by saying she's simply ageless. And I thought, like, why can't she just be Jennifer Aniston? Like, why well, does what what course. would happen if she did look, you know, 50 something? Well, let's let's turn that around for a minute. OK, so I could tell you that whoever I was, whatever man I was in love with as a younger woman. 
When there are 110, I'm going to still love them. I'm going to still feel attracted to them. And I can tell you that because I can look at men like, I don't know, the Clint Eastwoods of the world, even like, and I know he just had a baby and that's a whole other subject and weird or whatever, but Robert De Niro, I think he is so sexy. I could, Yeah, I do. Oh boy. No, not I. I just think it's different. Um, I think that it's different. I don't have that like, you know, okay, let's do, let's do someone simpler. How about a George Clooney? Yeah, he's gorgeous. He's gorgeous. How old is he? He's gorgeous, but I don't think men compare themselves to like George Clooney and Brad Pitt. They're in their 50s. No, I know, but but the point being that like this guy said Jennifer Anderson is ageless. I don't care if George Clooney is ageless, aging, over the hill, under the hill. but you wouldn't follow it up. What I'm saying is you wouldn't say I love George Clooney even at his age now. I know, it's different for men, of course. You wouldn't even think to say that. It is very different for men. It is different. like the fact that Robert De Niro and... Al Pacino could have a baby in their 80s. I I don't think, I'm just going to be honest, like just because you can doesn't mean you should. I think it's horrible. I really, I mean, there's something about, like life is not guaranteed for anybody, right? But having a child when you know you're not going to live more than like, I mean, yes, there are outliers who live it's into whack, their hundreds, uh, but come on. Do. I, think it's, 100%. I think it's an ego thing. I think it's horrible. I don't think you should be having a child in your 80s. I just don't. Um, but, uh, you know, it is different for men. I think, you know, the midlife crisis for a woman and a man are very different. So for a man, they say, you know, research shows that a man's midlife crisis is triggered by a feeling of being trapped in their life. And that's why well, you I get think the it's man the mortality. Buys- it's about right, mortality but- for men. Right. But it, that's why you get these men who are trying to move backwards by like getting a fast motorcycles car and or dyeing and their hair women or doing something crazy. And- right. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So I actually pulled my friends. And when I say I pulled my friends, I pulled a lot of my friends going into this episode. And I want to say I talked to maybe 20 women. And I asked them all the same question. And Jack, I'll ask it to you. But without overthinking it, okay, just give me a sentence. What is, what do you feel like is the best part of aging? Aside from the fact that I do appreciate that I'm healthy and have a healthy family and everything. And that aging is not, you know, it's a gift. Um, What do I appreciate about it? I have to be honest. I don't love too much about it. Um, but what I do love is the feeling of, um, I feel less pressure to be a people pleaser. I say no to more things that I authentically don't want to do. Yep. Um, and I put people out of my life that I don't feel good being around. And I, that's been especially in the past two years, I've chosen to, Surround myself only with the people that I enjoy being around. So, and that includes, sadly, that included my sister too. I stopped. I really stopped. I used to try um, hard with her, but um, not hard, but like check in every once in a while and see if maybe she wanted to talk. I've stopped. Well, so I will tell you that unanimously, I'm not making this up. I have my little journal here and I called about 20 women and wrote down exactly what they said. I said, just give me a sentence. And I could read you when I said the best part of aging, they almost said it in the exact same way. The best, I'm just going to read different ones. Don't fucking care anymore. The best, not giving a shit. The best, not having my period and not giving a shit. Um, Not caring about what others think. Um, Not giving a shit and being more confident. I mean, it was just over and over again. And it was the ability also to say no and not caring about what was going to come back at you. And it's funny because I was thinking, I have a funny story about that myself. Because for me, that's the best part of getting older is I am still, I still struggle with people pleasing. Having said that, it's way better than it was when I was younger. And for instance, um, so I have a friend and we had plans to go out on a Thursday night. This is going back, I don't know, a couple of years. And another one of our friends got wind of it. And she at the time was going out with someone that night, coincidentally. So there were four of us going out that night. So the my other friend, my third friend, so if, you know, I'm going out with one person and there are two others. So said, well, you know, guys, let's just put ourselves in the same reservation. We'll all go out together, the four of us. And I said, no, uh-uh. And we were on sort of like a thread without the fourth person. But the fourth per- person, lovely woman, was not a good friend of mine. And it was going to change the whole dynamic of that Thursday night going out and being amongst like someone that I felt really comfortable with and sharing what's going on with me. And I didn't want for that dynamic to switch. It was a Thursday night. Knowing me, I probably didn't want to go out anyway. 
So I said, no, that's not going to work. And my friend said back, what do you mean? What do you mean? No. And I said, no. And she, so it just kept like, what are you talking about? Why not? We're all going out. I said, because I don't want to. And she's like, what do you mean? Why are you being like this? I said, well, if you want, I'll make up a lie. Okay. I don't feel good. Would you like me to lie to you? I don't want to. I'd rather just go out with me and this one person or with me and this one person and you. This other person who's a lovely woman changes the dynamic of the night and I don't want to do it. And I know it, it may sound like a silly story, but it was so everything for me because mm-hmm. like, I'm not making excuses. Why? I don't want to. That's why. And mm-hmm. at 55 years old, I can say, no, I don't want to and not have to make excuses for it. That's enough. My mom always says, no is not a four letter word. That's part of like the not giving a shit thing. I mean, there are so many yeah. pieces of not giving a shit that are so satisfying you know, satisfactory, satisfactory, that it gives so much satisfaction. But like when I was younger, I just would have never been able to do that. No, because I said no, that's why. And that is definitely has come with age, right? That that is the best part because you, when you say no to things, like when I used to, I used to be like, well, what what, what if am I not get invited to this thing next time? Or this one's going to be mad at me. Now you know that like, first of all, no one's thinking about you as much as you're thinking about you. But also like, it just, life is short and you know that, like you become aware of the fact that people around you are unhappy or they get sick or they lose people. And like, you know, that life is short and you have this like clarity, but I don't know that I buy all of these women who say that they don't care what people think of them anymore. Well, I mean, there are degrees of it. You know, it's not like you now, you never, ever care, but it's so much better than it used to be. I mean, that's right. That's the beauty of Age well, and then wisdom, why are all these better. middle-aged women on Ozempic? Not to go back to that, but I mean, it is omnipresent. So, like, I don't see if that all these neck- people don't care, then why are they all like drastically changing their bodies right now? But I don't think I'm not saying that. Well, okay, so great. So, so rem- remembering what you just said and what you just asked yeah. me, I'm yeah. going to ask you: What's the worst thing for you about aging? The worst thing? A quick sentence. Don't get like I mean, even I don't, too. I don't love that. Like m- my face looks older every okay. day. So unanimously, all the friends, I could go back and tell you the best thing was right, not but giving I'm a not shit. Claiming, I'm not claiming that I don't care what people think of my looks. No, wait, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is not giving a shit about what people think is not the same as not caring, as not liking the physical changes that come along with aging. So what that means is that I want to look great. It's not about everybody else like it used to be. It's not because I want to catch a husband or I want to be the pretty girl. It's that I want to look in the mirror and like what I see and still feel sexy. So I don't think they're mutually exclusive, right? Like you can not give a shit anymore and still feel badly about your body and your face aging. And I'm telling you that that was the unanimous answer. That's what I got from over 20 women. It was really almost bizarre. So I think that it's great. A Justine Bateman, a Pamela Anderson, like God bless them, good for them. But I think for the most part, the part of aging that is so hard for us is the physicality of it, right? That part of us that the first time I saw gray hair on my vagina, that was a tragic day, okay? Now that's not necessarily about like, you know, what I look like. Not many people were seeing that. Not many people would want to, but 
my point is like just knowing that my body is getting older. I know. I know. There are times when I stare in the mirror and I'll like use my fingers, my like middle fingers to like pick up certain parts of my face. Like I look and I wonder like what fell on my face that makes me look 30 years older than I was at 20. Right. And I'll like pick things up and that little lift will make me look so much younger and then I have to drop it again. And it's about acceptance, right? Because my friends will say, no one understands why their knees look the way they do. So I have, that's, that's sort of like the topic recently is that everybody's legs having a lot to do with the people that are on Ozempic, but your skin starts to sag. But even let's put Ozempic aside for a minute. As you get older, your skin starts to sag and your knees, Jack, I don't know if you, this has happened to you, but they just sort of fold, skin folds over itself on your knees. And so there's a lot of like, why? So like, what is happening? Why are my knees doing, here's the answer. Because you're old. Because we're getting old. It's like, funny that like, you say that. I w- there was this woman once and I had a conversation. This was like 10 years ago. I was a camp drop-off and I was with someone to pick up my campers when my kids were little. And there was a, a counselor and I said to my friend, how old do you think she is? And she said, 50s. And I said, no, she, she looks so young. She looks so pretty. And maybe in her 30s. And she said, no, look at her knees. And I looked at her knees and she and I was like, oh, you're right. And I never yep. thought about like people's knees before, but you could tell by the other parts of your body. Why does that happen to other women on Ozempic? Your skin folds faster? You lose muscle unless you don't, unless you're very diligent about it, you can lose muscle. So the skin, yeah, it starts to wrinkle and hang. Um, so, you know, for some women, that in and of itself is a reason not use Ozempic, but it never stopped me. Um, No, I mean, I can't say that. I mean, I'm so lucky, you know, to be aging with a healthy family and with a lot of support, but I don't, I mean, it's, for me, I don't think it's, I don't love it. I don't love getting older. I really don't. Listen, I used to say, and my mother used to make fun of me because I would, I would say all the time, like, I don't mind getting older. I'm excited to hit 40. I'm excited to hit 45. And she was like, well, Jen, you're just going to be ecstatic then when you hit 80. Just like, hold your breath. It'll be here soon, Jen. But I really did used to say that. And I think part of that was because my 20s were so riddled with insecurity. And maybe that was the best I ever looked physically, maybe my 30s. But it was mentally, it didn't matter. It was a misery. And I am so much more not only self-confident, aware of who I am, happy in my skin. And those are the gifts that come with aging, right? Unfortunately, you wish that you knew then what you know now. I would the ideal right would be to be like look like I was 20 but still be me at 55. Then I would well, I could I take on to, the world. God, I remember I used to always dread what other people that were older than me were going like only a few years older but what they were doing and I used to say like for example when my kids were in elementary school and people would graduate out of the elementary school and their last kid would graduate 5th grade I used to say thank God I have kids that are still at elementary school. I'm still young. My kids are still babies. And then it was suddenly I had no kids at elementary school. Then it was the bar mitzvah years. Thank God it's not my kids yet. You know, they all have teenagers. I still have little kids. Then I was there. And now all my friends are doing college admissions. And like now I'm in this phase of like, oh, thank God I'm not at the college admission phase yet. And then I know soon enough, like I'm going to be there also. And it's just, you know, I get scared. I get scared yeah. of getting older because 
my kids give me so much purpose. And I know that no matter what happens in my career, listen, this show that we're on, that can go away at any moment. And that has to end sometime for everybody, right? I mean, you're not going to be on The Housewives forever. So that kind of like explosion of relevancy, that's going to go away. And no matter what happens in your life, you know that like raising your kids is, you know, that gives you purpose. You know, they'll well, only have one mother. So I just, I get nervous about them getting yeah. older and independent with it and not needing me. So this is a great, um, a great sort of segue into the whole empty nesting thing in terms of aging and women. And I don't feel like you do. And I didn't feel like you do in the sense that, well, first of all, I love being an empty nester. So oh, I love it. Fear. Oh my God. Now, and I don't know, sometimes I feel like sometimes that what you just said is part of it. Like you feel like the kids make you relevant and. Yeah. I relevant. Don't... And like, they give me so much to do and watching them and like molding them and guiding well, of them. Of course, but like... all of us, listen, this doesn't mean it's funny. Cause when I would send my kids to sleepaway camp, in my town, that was always the Jewish women that did that and the non-Jewish women didn't. And it would feel like the non-Jewish women, maybe it was in my head or the heads of my friends, but they were judgmental about it. Like, how could you send your kids away? I don't, I'm not a buy into this, like you love your kids more because you uh, keep them home. Or if you're walking by their bedroom after they've left for college and crying, that means that you must really love your kids. When kids come out of you or when they become yours and you become a mother, we all love them maybe not the same way, but that level of love is like nothing else. And and being a mother, no matter if I like my time or loved my time in the summer when my kids were away, knowing that they were having the time of their life, you know, that didn't make me any more or less of a loving, doting mother. And I will tell you that in terms of like, I love empty nesting. The truth is I love being alone. So there's that. I Way prefer Jeff to go into the office, but whatever. That's my, I'll talk to my shrink about that on Thursday. But anyway, but the point is that like, I have um, no qualms as long as they're happy and I know they're away and they are living their best life. When my kids are unhappy, either one of them, then everything sort of stops, right? Dead in its tracks and I become mama bear and I can't, you know, enjoy myself. And that's, you know, it's a very difficult thing because if they're suffering as mothers, I think that we suffer. But in terms of being in my house, I never was crying, walking by their bedrooms. They come home a lot. And when they do, and the house gets to be a mess and, you know, there is, there are other people's needs and I'm 55 and I sort of really enjoy just attending to my own needs and Jeff's needs. And I don't know, it's, it is so fabulous and freeing. I think though, part of that is because I have so much going on and I have reinvented myself a bit, right? When I turned 50, I started a business. When I turned 53, I became a friend of a housewife. Maybe without that, I wouldn't feel so um, fulfilled and so at ease with having my nest be empty. But, you know, as much as I, there's no one I love more than I love those two people and my husband. But having said that, I'm good. Like I'm yeah. very, very happy to walk around my house to have it be everything is neat and I have stuff to do and there's nobody asking me what's for dinner. As long as they're good, I'm loving the, that aspect of getting older. I, I really hope that I am like that because I really do. I'm afraid of it. My house right now is very 
full. It's very busy. Listen, I had my children so close together because of my fertility issues. Um, I ended up having four children in three years. So um, I brought wow. home I brought home my infants when my older ones were two and a half. So oh. I had four kids in diapers for a while, for a good six months. I would change 32 diapers a day. It was wild. But, you know, I've, I've, I have a very full, busy house. And I feel like because they are so close in age, I'm going to lose everything within a matter of oh. few years. You know, not lose everything, but like, it's just going to go from like bustling to quiet. And I'm really scared. I am scared of that. I don't know how I know. I'll I have a lot of friends because, and a lot of you, family members who feel like that. Yeah. What were you going to say, I'm Jeff? scared of it. But no, I was going to say, unlike you, alone. like my my big, you know, explosion in career. And of course, I don't know what's going to happen in the future. And I have big dreams and everything. But my big explosion of career came when my kids were still small, you know? So, yeah. um so I don't know. But what's let's put career me, aside, but, though. Yeah. Even without, even without career, because without everything that's gone down, the business, the housewives, the podcast. I mean, I feel very blessed by, you know, all the things that I have going on right now, and that I would not have been able to manage when the kids were little. But even without all of that, I, I never found myself. Even when the kids were at sleepaway camp, I was never bored. Really, and I know a lot of women do get bored without that purpose of like yeah. having the kids around, getting them to sports practice, getting dinner on the table. I never felt really bored. I can occupy myself very easily. Um, I'm lucky in that way. I'm unlucky in a lot of ways, but that's that's. I don't never really worried about being alone. Yeah, I am loving empty nesting, and I I think that as like things are changing in this world and in 2024, there are more opportunities. There's a little bit less ageism. And I think that it's going to be easier and easier, but I don't know. For me, it's it's another phase of my life that I'm actually really loving. Um, it reminds me when Don Lemon, who I really like actually, but Don Lemon said that Nikki Haley was yeah. Pastor Prime, and right. that was kind of horrifying. I understand that was, why that people did not got go so over upset. well. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. how old is she? She's in her fifties, right? Younger than me. Yeah, she I looks mean. younger than me. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> So, but menopause. Menopause, the big really unfamiliar for me. I have not yet gone through it. Now, that being said, here's a little TMI. Because of my anorexia, I had not gotten my period in a good 20 years. Oh, I've gotten my period. So for me, that's not going to change. But I am scared of many things about menopause. One of them being... um, because of all the hormone changes, I know that people in menopause do tend to gain some weight. And for me, that's a very loaded issue because I gained a fair of amount of weight in my recovery from anorexia. And I don't I don't want to gain even more. But, you know, that's for another time, another discussion. But, you know, it just feels to me like I don't know how I'll handle all of those like hormonal changes. I mean, there's so much to talk about when it comes to menopause. And I actually, you know, I've spoken about doing menopause, like an, our own a separate yeah, like episode, our own episode just on yeah. menopause, mm-hmm. right? And we yeah. both have a common friend that is an expert in this area. So that'll be fun. Well, I don't know if menopause is ever fun, but I can tell you that um, <laughs> Yay, fun. I do miss, I certainly don't miss cramps. I certainly don't miss bloating. You mean from um, your period? Yeah. But in terms of, it's it's a weird feeling to know that I, even if I wanted to, I don't even have ovaries. I had them, they had a amount I had to have surgery. But anyway. Really? Can't have Why? A, I had a tumor, not cancerous one, but I had a really large tumor on my ovary. And um, so they had to take them out along with my fallopian tubes. Anyway, but that I can't, even if I wanted to have a baby, I can't have a baby is weird. You know, it's weird to know that feeling of being all dried up, quote unquote. Um, you know, it's, I associate, you know, having, just the fact that I'll never buy tampons for myself again. There is something kind of sad for me about it. And menopause is not an easy ride. Um, there's so much more that goes along with it than, than people used to actually even think or give women credit for. It's the hormonal changes, obviously the physical changes, the emotional changes. The sweats alone are enough to make you want to put a bullet through your brain. I mean, it's just not for everybody. Everybody's different. Maybe you will sail through that. But they suck. They really suck. And I used to have, I'm on hormone replacement now, but I have used to have the most horrible pains in my joints. This feeling of constant fatigue. For how long? It varies. I mean, everybody's different. You know, some people, I have friends who have gone through it and never had sweats. But, you know, I think it just, I'm, I'm not a doctor, but for me, the symptoms of menopause, years. 
years for sure. I mean, there's perimenopause, and then there's then you're in menopause. You probably how old are you, Jack? Forty-seven. Forty-seven. You may even be in perimenopause. I probably am, but I don't know because I still I don't get period. my period. So I stopped I when know. I was fifty. Is the last time I got my period. So, which is pretty early, I think, for menopause. Maybe it's average, but um, yeah, it's a hard thing to kind of get your head around. Um, yeah. But I think, in a way, it's like kind of symbolic, right? Like it's kind of freeing. Like you don't have to worry about your period anymore, and you don't have to. You don't get the cramps that you used to. So we can like kind of spin it like that. Yeah. Well, I'll need you to help me spin it. When I'll I help have. you spin it. <laughs> you have to stick around in my life. So you know, I was talking to Evan this morning. And I asked him, because he's turning 50 in August, and I asked him how he feels about reaching midlife. You know, I think we've been in midlife for a while. You know, I don't know. We're not living to 100. I mean, I hope we do. But um, And he said to me that he's really, really looking forward. He thinks the best years are, are yet to come. And I said, hold on, explain. He said, well, when you're, you know, life goes in three phases. When you're in your, you know, when you're around like, you know, a late teen, early 20s, you're selfish. You're doing whatever makes you feel good. You're building your own life, your own career. You're doing your own thing. But you're not like secure yet. You don't have financial security. You don't know what you're going to do with your life. So there's that fear, right? Next phase of your life, you're totally selfless. You're having kids. You're um, trying to make everyone happy. You're raising your children, dealing with aging parents, right? And then you get to your, you know, 55 to 70. And he said, those are the years when you get to go back to being selfish, but you have the financial security. You've worked your job. You're in retirement. You know what matters. You know what you want to do. You want to see the world. You have that inner peace. And I just thought, God, you're so lucky that you see life like that. And that you have that clarity because I'm just living with all this fear of what's to come. And he's living with all of this, like, excitement of what's yet to come. And I think there's a real difference. Yeah, I asked Jeff the same exact question. And he said, well, I asked him the best and the worst, right? I wanted to get, I asked a couple of men, though, the best and the worst and what they thought. I wanted to kind of compare it to the women. But anyway, I said, what's the best part of aging for you? And he said, knowing that I'm not full of shit. And I think not as much as worrying about, what people th- what people think, but doubting himself when he was younger, I think a lot of that is attached to his career, right? Like he knows when he knows something, he knows it. There's no real arguing with him. And if he's imparting wisdom to a client or to his son, like he doesn't have to doubt, he doesn't doubt himself. He is very sure of who he is, what he knows, and sort of there's no insecurity. I don't know, maybe that's more a more attached for him to his career. Um, and I said, you know, what's the, what's the worst thing like about getting older? And he said, because I'm getting closer to death. I mean, it's literally that mortality piece, right? And it's, it's, which I feel too, not, I don't feel it all the time, but sometimes I, like all of us, I get, I get scared, but you know, it was a little different. He didn't say anything about the physical changes, right? Yeah. He doesn't care if he's, Mm -hmm. he's gone completely bald which I like one of my I asked him I said do kinks. you compare yourself to younger men and he said no because I know I'm not a younger guy anymore so there's no point he goes but I think I look great for 50 he does I'm I like, got I can't lie to you Jack I mean he does I mean he I does. didn't know him when he's younger but, but he's doing he's doing good <laughs> no 
know, and that's hard for me too. Evan's always like in shape. And I, that makes me worry also. Like if there are changes that I can control, right? You know, I had this hor- horrendous eating disorder for so long because I, I felt this, that it was something that gave me absolute control over right. my body. Yeah. But, you know, now I'm in recovery. But I'm facing these hormonal changes that are going to take it that control away from me again and do things to my body that I can't control. And he is not going to go through that. And Evan always keeps himself in shape and he loves the gym and he loves going outside and being physical. And I also worry about, you know, you see these, I don't worry about him ever leaving me. I know he loves me. But you see all these older the, yeah, of course, men it's a with these younger of like trading in, and right, like, trading in for a younger version, a younger, does, it prettier version. There, I feel yeah. like aging doesn't affect men the way that it does women. Yeah, you know. But then again, I'm not in a man's body. I don't know. I don't know what they think. Yeah, but here's okay. So yeah. here's if we spin that a little bit. Here's the thing. So I become decrepit, and let's say I stop doing all of these things that prop my face up and my body up, and whatever, let's say I become decrepit and Jeff Fessler um, doesn't age the same way that I do. And he, for whatever reason, becomes more attractive and more, but here's the thing that I know now that I didn't know then. Good luck, dude. Like I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Honey, you do you. Because I know who I am. Obviously, if Jeff Fessler ever left me, it would completely devastate me. But I am not that person who is scared. I am not scared, honey, because I know who I am. Different than when I was even in my 40s, and you're 47, I don't remember exactly where I was in terms of my, my, you know, my headset, but like now, I'm okay. Like, I, I don't want you to leave. I love you. You're, you're my person, but guess what? You think there's better, honey. Do you. I'll, I'll be but back here that, doing but me. how would you feel oh, I mean if you it. saw him? With, really? Does I mean he get it. any kind of Botox or anything? Or You don't have to no. say. But Jeff Fessler? No. Does Jeff no. Fessler get Botox? I don't Buddy, know. Are you? He's not worn cologne ever since the day I met him. <laughs> Botox. He well, shops for his jeans at Kohl's. He just wants me to leave him alone. No, there's no Botox I in the world that. of Jeff Fessler. I love that. how comfortable he is with all no. of that. If I didn't do anything, oh, man. Yeah. Well, guess I what? Because I don't give a shit either. I don't. I mean, I'm it's just that. not fair, though. And then you look at all of these men with these younger women and nobody bats an eye. Like Steven Tyler. I was looking at pictures. He was at some kind of Grammys party. His girlfriend is... 39 and he's um i think he's 139 or something i know he's double he was how about double her DiCaprio? i know i mean how about this when i was in my 20s i went on vacation with my parents i was with my dad we were on some kind of like trolley in the caribbean going to play tennis i was going with my dad and we were sitting next to each other and this couple asked us if we were on our honeymoon. And my dad was like, oh, oh, he loved it. It was like the greatest moment of his life. And I remember thinking, God, that's so unfair. I'm like 22 years old. And he's like in his 50s. You know, like it's just, and nobody would think twice. But then you have, Luann was just on Watch What Happens Live right. with like this young right. guy. And he was flirting with her. And I saw so many comments like, why would he be flirting with her? You know, like, and she just said, I mean, and she's a gorgeous woman. You know, like even when, you know, Cher or Madonna, people assume that these younger men want their money and their fame. And there couldn't be another reason. There couldn't be a reason why a young man, a young, beautiful man would fall in love with an older woman, like a significantly older woman. My father married a woman 
they're divorced now, who was three years older than me. Wow. I actually, I have a sister who is younger than my daughter. And that's for another episode. Okay. Wow. Okay. We'll get into yeah. family dysfunction another time. But anyway. Yeah. Oh, but, I, um, we could have a long yeah. one on that. <laughs> yeah, we could have a long one on that. But anyway, but, um, you know, imagine being cool with that, right? Like, he made a choice and it would have been so, I can't imagine my mom marrying someone that was three years older than me. Like, that's just unheard of. That would never happen in the world. My father was always with younger women. It seemed, it was no big shock when it happened. Do you know what I mean? My mother, on the other hand, like, it, it would have been the twilight zone. Never happened. And think about it. Think about it for a second, though. If something happened with your marriage, would you, I don't think I would ever feel comfortable, as, as great as it might seem, to date a real young man. I think I'd always wonder if he saw me as old and if he was looking at younger women. You know, I don't think I'd ever feel secure. I don't know. I don't know. I always wanted older anyway. I mean, Jeff is not, Jeff's 61, I'm 55, but like I always wanted when I was dating to be with an older man. And um, I just never had the patience for anybody that was certainly younger than me or I, I don't see myself ever really wanting that. Um who knows why, but like I would go up. So if I was single right now and I had to put in the age range on the dating app that I would date up to, I would probably date to 70. Really? Yeah. I could never be with a 70-year-old man. Yeah. It just well, feels you're, you're old. younger than I am. Just a few years. I don't know. Yeah. Um, definitely but yeah, could. I do think that men have a different sense of midlife. They don't feel, you know, the right. looks pressure. They don't right. feel... You know, they don't they don't feel the empty nesting loss as much as I'm sure some men do. But, yeah. you know, I think they look forward to the freedom and to the selfishness again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but you know, there are there are good things about midlife, like you said. I don't even know. Am I uh, midlife? Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm old life. I don't even no, know. No, you're not. I what mean, is I midlife even midlife considered left. anymore? What is midlife considered? I mean, if we're going to break it up into three different segments, I'm way past. Right? I'm in the third quarter, baby. No, third I don't quarter. think so. I'm in the third, third quarter. Third. <laughs> and you're a math whiz. Um, right, I'm a math I think, uh, no, I don't think you're there yet. I think 40 I to 60 is midlife, right? I don't know. No, I refuse I to be in the last quarter. No right. way. Um, let's see here. So, you know, what's also difficult about these years is that a lot of women are in crossover roles. So we're still taking care of our kids, but we're also taking care, care of aging parents. And all of those pressures leave very little time for our own self-care. Yeah. That part is definitely hard. The aging parents piece is definitely hard. And I, both of my parents are alive and healthy, but we lost my mother-in-law and my father-in-law years back. And it was just a bitch. It was horrible. And my, they were the most amazing people. And Jeff was so close to them both. And my father-in-law died of Alzheimer's. Um, my mother-in-law died shortly after her heart gave way. But they weren't old. I mean, 80, how old was Max? 82, 80, whatever. Anyway, that is a very um, difficult and heartbreaking scenario. And also, I think, you know, it means that we're next, right? Like, it used to be death so far away, right? My grandparents were alive and maybe even my great-grandparents. And now it's like 
Once your parents go, you're next in line. It is scary. It is scary. Um, and I think that's why you stop being such a people pleaser, you know? Yeah. Well. Yeah. And I think about my mother when I was younger and I never realized, never appreciated this then, but my mother, when she was in her 40s, my grandparents lived with us. They were Holocaust survivors. My grandfather, my mother's father, um, all I only knew him when his dementia really started in. So I just remember him as a frail old man counting, he used to count pennies all day on the couch. And um, he thought we lived in Denmark. He didn't really know what was going on. He knew who his grandchildren were, but he, my mother was taking care of her parents, taking care of her children and working full time. And I have a handicapped brother. I mean, she was just doing everything for everyone. And yeah. I didn't appreciate it then, but I look back now and I'm like, how right. the hell did you do all of that? Right, right. You know, but my mother also never gave a shit about her looks. I mean, past a certain age, she started looking old. I used to have vicious fights with her about coloring her hair. The last time I think she colored her hair was for my wedding. I begged her to color wow. her hair. Yeah, she, she's she been grace. Oh, my mother is so, I mean, to this day, she's running five miles. She's Every, she is so put together. It's a, you know, I think that I like that part of being a woman. I think my mother does too. So it's not even like I'm still trying to hold on to my youth. Maybe as much as like I enjoy makeup. I love the feeling of like a new haircut, getting my hair colored. I like when my nails look pretty. And I don't know if that's about even youth so much as just for me, just part of what I love about being a woman. Um, and my mother has more maintenance, has more maintenance, I think, than I do. I mean, she is on her maintenance game. Yeah, I like feeling put together. I don't know if it's a woman thing. I just, I like having all that done. What I do think I, sometimes chasing youth is all the tattoos that I get. I love getting tattoos. And I think that's honest. That keeps me a little bit young, but um, this was Well, then I'm, I'm an so, old so, bitch. I got nothing. Let's send us off with um, what kind of um, things can a woman do for herself in middle age to make herself feel good? You can join um, the Housewives of New Jersey. Yes, <laughs> join the Housewives. Well, I don't know if that'll make throw, you feel good internally, but all of a sudden you'll glow your ass right up. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Jen's glow up was, well, My your glow up, up was like nobody expression. else's. I didn't have I that kind of glow up. I just learned to contour better. Actually, yeah. people accuse me all the time of changing my face. Like whenever I do a pic, like take a picture or post a picture, people are like, what'd you do with your face? You destroyed your face. Honestly, I did nothing to my face. I touched. Well, you, you certainly know, didn't did destroy your beautiful my, face. So No, but like I, this is my nose and these are my eyebrows. Stop and bragging. Like, I didn't get, Stop bragging. I, no, I'm just saying like, I did get filler in my lips, but I like, I didn't change my face. So I didn't really yeah. have the glow up that you had. I mean, it was, I was a separate, it was a different face. I have a completely different face and I lost all this different weight. Different face, and different body, just yeah. so super glam. Like I was looking at a picture of you. I actually, somebody asked me what plastic surgeon you went to. And right. I said, look Dr. at her Risk. before and after. So I went to your Instagram yeah. page and I scrolled down to the bottom yeah. and yeah. I took a picture from like, oh, I didn't delete those years yet. ago. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me I should delete <laughs> I'm those. Sorry, I'm a little bit of a stalker. And then I went back up to the yeah. top and I was like, that's the same person. They were like, yeah, no, it's not. I said, yeah, yeah, same person. Yeah. And they were, yeah. they took your doctor's number. Yeah. It was, okay, so that's crazy. my advice. I mean, so look, get yourself yeah. on reality TV. Blech. Yeah. No, I don't mean it. But really uh, like 
take the time. Yeah. And I have to remind myself of this sometimes. Like right now, I have a son whose knee, who he, he broke his tibia and he has, he's a non, non-weight bearing, so he can't walk by himself. So I've been doing just absolutely every single thing for him. And so I haven't breathed because I still have the other three kids and like four different like gig jobs. And um, I haven't stopped. And I thought to myself, what if this was my life forever? How would I ever take time for myself? Because I had to, you know, everything I've wanted to do for myself for the past few weeks, I've put aside or I've canceled. And I think you really, really, it's important to carve out that time for yourself, even if it's just a little bit, go for a drive by yourself, go for a walk by yourself, see your friends, you know, investing in mean, friends yeah, right now. That's what I'm saying. That's why I love maybe the whole empty nesting, like lots and lots of time for me. I got lots yeah, of gen that's time. that's true. I guess that's the yeah. good part about it. Yeah. I like it too much, probably. Oh. Well, I think that you are aging perfectly. Right back at you, you, my sister. You but I only met you a few years ago. So we, but, but no, you are not in your fourth quarter. You are supple and beautiful. It might be my third, third. in your, in your um, second third. Yes. Yeah. All, All right, right guys. my friend, my this young friend. This was All fun. Right. I wish we could get, I want feedback. Like, I don't know, you guys, if anyone's listening and wants to, what is the young person's expression slide into the DMs or whatever the hell that is? Like, I want to know. I wish we maybe we'll have eventually like a question and answer. Like, a, I don't know how. All yeah, this let's works do back. a live. Let's do a live one. Yeah, we'd love that. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. We love you. Love you so much. Bye. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Do you love fashion? Do you love getting compliments on how well you're dressed? Are you always seeking the latest trends? Then we're talking to you. BostonProper.com is your fashion destination and the only place to go for all those nods, head turns, and new styles. No matter the day, season, or occasion, Boston Proper has what you're looking for. Sophisticated, confident clothing designed to flatter and get noticed. So visit BostonProper.com now and start creating your perfect wardrobe. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else.